0: Welcome back to Notes from the North, your go-to Minnesota Vikings podcast. Before we get started, we want to offer thanks to PurplePTSD.com and VikingsTerritory.com for giving us a chance to post our podcast over there. Sure to check out great Vikings coverage over at PurplePTSD.com and VikingsTerritory.com. Welcome to Notes from the North with Kyle and Sam. Well, welcome back to Notes from the North. Uh, we're here, and just this is a, a busy time of year. There's updates going on. We're we're into free agency, and it feels like we're kind of a little bit into uh, the next stage of free agency. Uh, there's, yeah. there's definitely a tier kind of system here. Uh, yep. Often the big names go first, although it's not always the case. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I think we just at this point, pal, maybe for. I think it'd be helpful, maybe just to kind of say where where do things stand right now. Again, maybe starting with cap space and and kind of what do we foresee the Vikings' uh, needs are at this point.
1: Yeah, right. And so, um, cap space isn't abundant, but what we've seen, I think, so far, two off seasons with Tracy Dolefomenza. He's in the midst of his second one. Um, generally speaking, he hasn't like you know slashed contracts. Done like 10 things all at once, build up a mountain of 55 million, and then just kind of work from his mountain of cap space. Instead, he kind of does it, you know, a little bit at a time. You know what I mean? Like he released Kendrick's and he released Steelen, then he's done this, and then he's done that, and so on and so forth. And so um, you know, recently we've seen CJ ham has been extended. I think that's gonna obviously lower his cap hit. Uh, I don't think the details are out yet, Sam, unless you've seen something, but I don't think they're out yet. He was scheduled to carry a $3.8 cap hit, which is a lot for a fullback who's going to be 30 years old. Um, I mean, the fact that they extended him speaks to the leadership he provides, what he does for the special teams, the role that they hope he has on offense. Um, But anyhow, the point being that uh, Chris Iroh is kind of, as he goes, he kind of carves out room. Right. And so right now, I think if you go to over the cap, they're a little less than a million. I think SpotRack puts them at less than two million. I know Field Yates uh, with ESPN, he tweeted yesterday, I believe he had the Vikings up over two million. So, I, th- you know, just by a smidgen kind of thing. And so I think it's probably safe to say that you have one to two million right now. But that's not really accounted for savings, I think, that you get from that Ham deal. Right. And that's assuming that the Brandon Powell signing and then the Troy Reader signing. Uh, are close to the bet minimum, and then probably you're dealing with that top 51 cutoff, and so probably really not impacting your budget as of right now, right? Because the only top 51 uh, count towards your salary cap, and in the in the off season, you get your your, your roster up to 90, right? So, um, pretty lean, pretty lean, but options still present, right? Like the restructure for Brian O'Neill that can clear more than 10 million, that can still happen. Trading Zaria Smith that can clear 12.15 million, that can still happen probably more likely to happen than not, right? Given that he's requested to head elsewhere. Um, and Dalvin Cook trade, if it were to happen, I don't know if it will, you know, again, you carve out, what is it like, seven more million or something along those lines. Uh, restructuring TJ Hawkinson. I think we're all expecting that at some point here. Uh, that can carve out, I think, just under 6.6 6 million. Daniel Hunter can be restructured. There's, You could get 3 million from that, right? So the, the point being that you kind of have at least a half dozen maneuvers to kind of you know, supercharge the cap space a little bit. I mean, you're not going to, like, vault to the top of the pile in the NFL kind of thing, but enough that you can actually do something, right? Especially with how, um, you know, the GM has been so willing to use void years. And I actually wrote about this before free agency started saying, hey, you should be careful with void years. They come back to bite you in the butt. Clearly, he disagrees. He's using void years. He's borrowing from future budgets to make it work right now. Um, and so the the Vikings... Just like if you just looked quickly, you'd say, okay, you know, things are a little bit snug, right? And maybe they can't do anything, but there are a number of things they can do and likely will do, right? Like we know something has to give because they have to sign their draft class, right? So like you can't sign a draft class for a million bucks. You know what, you know what I mean? So like something's got to give. So like something will happen. Trade will happen. Structure will happen. Extension will happen. It's just a necessity, right? It's just a matter of, uh, you know, what's the move? When does it occur? How much do they free up? And then, you know, maybe potentially more uh, if if they're looking to maybe make another addition of free agency, right? So yeah. that's kind of your spark notes version, kind of off the top of my head here of, of the cap situation for the Vikings.
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting, right? Like I, I like personally, it feels almost a little bit unsettling to like not have the full picture. Right. Yeah, right. Uh, like, like you said, like there's there's a lot of moves, and I think everyone's aware of it. But it's also like, right. What does this roster look like? And I think this is where, you know, right. Again, this is it's a hard point of the off season to really make a whole lot of judgment calls. We we went through this yeah. same thing, same thing last year. It, it's just a repetitive pattern here. But but it is hard. I think uh, as a fan perspective, you'd you'd like to like okay, well at least we've got like this is the money we have, and like do mm-hmm. all your your moves, and then kind of figure it yeah. out. But Again, when we look at stuff like trades, uh, you're dependent on other teams, and yeah, right. And you you don't actually have full control. Uh, but again, Vikings have flexibility. You've talked about uh, like there has been again with with Harrison Smith and Kirk yep. Cousins, there have been moves there, um, mm-hmm. but there are still. Like you said you you look at the top money earners, and there still is the possibility to to do something. Uh, mm-hmm to make some shifts. And and so again, it, it's, it's almost hard. I think you even talked about how like there's these different numbers out there. It's hard to track everything that's going on and actually know because there's, you got agreed to terms, but there's lack of uh, clarity in terms of what that all looks like. Um, yep. Maybe yep. from this point forward, again, we talked a little bit last time about predictions, actually really our predictions kind of were, were around a Duke Shelley, Extension, which we now know, Craig, yeah, is yeah. is not happening. So, again, with that in mind, uh, there is obviously some clear needs. We talk about wide yeah. receiver, two, uh, probably still thinking about corner. And again, we've yeah. got the spot of draft, free agency. What do we, what do we do from here? So, kind of, what are you anticipating, or or maybe even like, what are you looking out for in terms of free agency? Because I know. Uh, there have been names that are starting to to get scooped up, both names that yeah. maybe would be interesting to the Vikings, but also guys like Duke Shelley, who you're thinking, right. oh, maybe I can bring it back. And um,
1: the, the time, the, the clock's running out on that one. Yeah, right, exactly. I mean, um, you know, when I look at the free agency pool, I see where there's potential to maybe bring in someone who's like an impact player, maybe at Ed Rusher, right? Like Leonard Floyd's still out there. Overlapped with O'Connell with the Rams that wants to together together. Um, you know, I think in the past three seasons the add all together, he's close to 30 sacks, right? So you know, close to a 10 sack average per a year kind of thing. Uh, Justin Houston's still out there, I believe. Clayus Campbell is still out there, who's kind of going to be like a three technique, five technique. Um, Frank Clark, I believe, is still out there, right? Like there are impact edge rushers, kind of probably veteran dudes who are kind of like a rotational role, third down specialists, and maybe you know the fourth down if or four, rather fourth down, fourth uh, quarter, you know, if a team's trying to claw back from a deficit, you know, then maybe they're passing a bunch and so you get your pass rushers out there. Uh, but it seems to me that there's there's some talent there, right? And if you wanted to reinforce that spot, you know, you might have an option to do so, right? And then from there, it's kind of confusing a little bit. You know, Kweisi keeps us on a need-no basis, doesn't he? Right, like he doesn't like lay out all 100 steps he's going to take, you know, it's just one step at a time kind of thing. And we're just piecing it together kind of, you know, as we go, right? And so, um clearly, there must be some confidence in the young corners they have on the roster. Clearly, there must be some confidence in the young corners in the draft and the ability to maybe add another talented piece there. Otherwise, some of the stuff is a little bit confusing, isn't it? So, again, it's hard to say. I know there's been a lot of um uh, rumors and speculation about adding a wider receiver too. You know, the Vikings are being connected to Jerry Judy out of Denver. Some people are saying they'll take a first round pick to get him. Cannot imagine the Vikings would send a first round pick for Jerry Judy. Now I think he's he's a great receiver. He's picked 15th overall a few years ago, but he hasn't cleared a thousand yards yet, right? And so you know you just kind of um, you can always come down from your high asking price. And so I imagine teams start high, and then as the NFL draft is really, I think, when some of these moves are probably going to happen. Potentially with the Smith, potentially with Jerry Judy, Judy, potentially with whomever, right? And so uh, opportunities there for wide receiver too, for corner, for edge rusher, both through trading free agency. Um, But it's kind of interesting, right? Like, we're kind of in the dark a little bit and um, realizing that, you know, hey, we've lost, Minnesota's lost Patrick Peterson, Cameron Dantzler, Duke Shelley, Uh, Chris Boyd might be on the way out as well, Shannon Sullivan might not come back. So far, they've only had a Byron Murphy, right? And so you just do the math. You have five, five subtractions in your corner room, corner position, and only one addition. Um, and at that, it's an addition to battled injury last season, just like a Caleb Evans and Andrew Ruth Jr. battled injury last season. Now, I'm not saying that any of them are injury prone or that's not gonna work out for any of them, but it's just it's certainly a consideration, right? That you you want your players to be on the field and available, right? And in recent history. That hasn't always been the case with the current top three corners on, on minnesota's roster so um in some ways kind of you know i, I don't know frustration is the right word but there's some impatience i think among vikings fans i think to kind of you know like what's that next that next step right um yeah a little bit of impatience right now i think
0: yeah I I think that's really fair, uh, and I think like as you talk about the corner position, like again, there are some options there. It's not like mm-hmm. uh, like like we I think there's there's been flashes uh, of guys. I think Ev- Evans and and Booth to a lesser extent because he really wasn't yeah. all that healthy. Um, yeah, exactly. But like you, you don't want to be counting on. Well, if that hits and this hits and this hits, like you, you right, you can't be in a spot where you're like where you expect that. 80, 90% of your ifs are gonna hit. Like if you if you exactly. hit 50%, I think that's that's a huge win on some of these kind of question marks. Uh so something has to give, I think is really where we're at. And it is in the spot of you know what 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 do they do? I to speak on Jerry Judy, again, I think he's a great player. I don't yeah. think like wide receiver is the place that you spend a first round pick if you're gonna trade for Mm -hmm. something. And I think with the way that the Vikings team is right now and the lack of Mm -hmm. cap space, like having a player who you can have control over for, uh, again, if it's a first round pick, you get the five um, years, um, like it seems much more valuable than trading for someone who, again, I still very young. So some value there, but, but like keep that, have that, have that cost control team control. Assets feels much more of a need for the Vikings team as it currently Mm -hmm. stands than trading for guys off other rosters. Is that like uh, yeah? I might I might be I I
1: think so. I might be wrong, but but that feels like much more of a a need at this point. Crazy is a value guy, right? He wants value, right? And so like that four-year cost control deal, potentially a fifth year, that's great value, right? And so I mean, Jerry Judy's entering his fourth year. You got to make a decision in the summer whether to pick up his fifth year option, and if not, then you're heading towards a, you know what I mean, like towards a negotiation. And if you spend a first round pick on him or send a first round pick for him rather, he's got all the leverage because you can't let him walk out the door. You can't you can't send a first for only one season. So I I just cannot imagine Minnesota sends a first to Denver for Jerry Judy, even though I think Jerry Judy is actually a really good player and has kind of suffered from playing in a really poor offense, right? Um. But anyhow, he is an intriguing name. And maybe in the end, a third or fourth does it. I don't know. Frick, Jalen Ramsey went for a third. And I know it's a little different. He's older. He's a corner. Yeah, so on and so forth. But Jalen Ramsey, with a monstrous contract that, you know, got reworked. I get it. But he went for a third. So uh, I don't know. Like it's the NFL feels like it's a weird spot right now. Um, I would have never guessed a third round pick could get Jalen Ramsey. Maybe the best corner in the NFL. Um, Just, you know, wild stuff. Yeah, it
0: it uh I've always found NFL valuations of trades hard. Uh like yeah. it doesn't make as much sense to me. I, I like um coming from other leagues like uh hockey is something that certainly I'm I'm familiar with and and I find that the NFL, even just in terms of draft pick and and how pieces are valued, I, it is interesting, like for a, a guy like Jalen Ramsey to go uh for the price that he did. Uh, unbelievable. So, recognizing this is where the Vikings are at, again, you talked about some moves there, right? I think, again, we're we're just doing a brief update here today, but yeah. I know one of the things we haven't talked about is a couple of the additions that they have made. Uh, look at mm-hmm. uh, Brandon Powell uh, and uh, Troy Reader. So, any, any, noi- uh,
1: any notes on those guys? So, Reader's super athletic. Like, if you look at his relative athletic score... Um... It's like off the charts, right? And I don't think that's always translated to being, you know, like a top-tier linebacker in the NFL. But at the very least, I'm kind of looking at him as like a nice LB3 or LB4 who could potentially be a terror on special teams. You know, you think on on punts and kickoff, and there's value in that. And then Powell, you know, he had that um, punt return return for touchdown against the Vikings, right? So, um, you know, it's competition, right? And I think and we've talked about it before a little bit. You're kind of in this second wave of free agency i'd say and um sometimes what you're trying to do is just create competition on your roster right and and solidify the floor and get to a spot where you don't feel like you have to reach in the draft right like you feel like you can take the best player available and maybe if there's a tie in your evaluation then you can you know lean towards need rather than um you know just strictly basing it off your evaluation but uh, I think that's what we're seeing a little bit right now with the Vikings. I'm not saying they're not going to make another big move. Again, I still think the Zaire Smith trade is likelier than not, just given you know his tweet and so on and so forth. But uh, that's kind of where we're at, right? Like, it's been kind of like um, I don't want to say smaller deals because a lot of times these players make a you know pretty noticeable difference. But yeah, smaller deals to a certain extent. Um, yeah, increasing competition and depth. And uh, just kind of rounding out the roster competition.
0: Yeah, yeah. These bargain deals, these low risk uh, yeah, potentially high year reward, but I don't think it's necessarily yeah. high reward. Um like the value. But value potential good value. Value yeah. value picks. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, I think this is a, a fascinating time. Again, we're we're actually recording on on Friday. Uh just so that uh people are aware that this is it's a interesting time i know normally just a programming note we try to put things out on on monday uh mm-hmm. still trying to do it the best of our ability while also realizing that news comes and trying to react to that uh and having guests and and i think that uh, at other times we can publish something and know that maybe things won't change uh between uh when we record and when things come out but Know that it's an ever changing landscape. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah. A- any final notes before
1: we wrap up here? No, I'm actually gonna put you on the spot. Uh I didn't uh, clear this with you, but I know that we have, you know, we've got a vast listener base here, Sam. Uh and I know that at least one of them is uh, a Maple Leafs fan, and you're a Maple Leafs fan. We've made predictions about those guys before. I'm gonna put you on the spot with three Maple Leafs questions as the NHL playoffs kind of get a touch closer. Okay. 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 You go with well, that.
0: Yeah, all, all those non hockey fans you
1: can you can uh you can check just, out. You can just exactly you can just move on with your day. Okay, Maple Leafs. Three predictions as of what are we today? March something, twenty three, twenty four, twenty four, yeah. Okay, there you go. Uh who's gonna get paired with Morgan Riley in the first round of the playoffs?
0: Ooh. Oh man, it's this is a problem. Uh <laughs> Morgan Riley it like he, Come on, he quick hitters here you got? He can take on someone and like really elevate, but it feels like they're almost pairing him with someone to make sure that he's not uh, not in trouble, especially defensively. So I think I, I feel like it's probably T.J. Brody, although I think it's maybe not the best thing. I feel like that's probably going to be his most consistent pair. All right. Um,
1: okay. Yeah. Who who centers the second line?
0: Uh, I think Tavares. I think again. I know they've got you've got O'Reilly, and there's p- potential that he's there. But I think realistically, this team is best if uh, he's at three at the the three center spot. Um, so cool that's that's, here. that's yeah. my that's my okay.
1: that's the that's prediction cool. at this point. All right. Well, I mean, look, this is we're holding you to it. Um, finally, well, two more actually. Who gets to start net?
0: Uh, Samsonov, I think. Yeah. I think Samsonov with a maybe a shorter leash. I was actually looking the the home and away splits of Murray and Samsonov are fascinating. It's wild, yeah. It's wild. Uh, like, well, basically opposite. Um And I, I'm not going to advocate that you start one at home and one away because I think that's right, a terrible right. idea. But I think Samsonov with the understanding that you can, uh yeah. if things don't go super well, Murray comes in. But uh, it's not a great spot to be in when you you're flip flopping goalies, but. I think at this point, body of yeah. work so far, Samson I was the guy.
1: You know the old the old hockey saying: say the same thing about quarterbacks. If you got two goalies, you ain't got one. Yeah, if you got two quarterbacks, you ain't got one. Finally, Sam, do the Leafs get past the first round?
0: Yes, I knew that was all coming. Right. Didn't even hesitate. Guarantee guarantee. No guar- all right. guarantee. I've, all right. This this I'll say this this year feels like every year the the stakes get higher, and this year feels <laughs> like it's like normally i'm like there's a anticipatory anxiety yeah uh this and again we can go through i can can talk about all these different series but like this year it really feels like they've pushed their chips in uh the middle more than other years and so um i'm scared but i also like they just they need to do it and uh this is the year win one round that's the goal. It's right. the goal, but it is. It sucks. It's so dumb. It's so yeah. dumb. But oh, I, ridiculous. yeah, I think uh, who knows? They, they have to win a round. Uh, they have to win one, yeah. but we'll uh, hope for more. Good enough. Yeah. Thanks. Good. Man. Well, we'll we'll wrap up there again. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, Just keep coming back. We are making sure that we publish things at least once a week Uh, again, continue to aim for Monday. Uh, But actually part of why we're recording today is that we will have a special guest next week. We'll just tease that. We're not going to, won't throw names, uh, but be, be sure to check out that. So anyways, keep coming back to, to where you find your podcasts, throw on notifications. uh, So you get notified when, when episodes come out, but Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, Have a great week and uh, we'll be back soon. Thanks.